another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. We are connecting with you, Italian football fans from all over the world. And this episode is going to be all about Napoli. We are having a Napoli roundtable, which, of course, we've got the fucking panel for that. And what I love about this Napoli roundtable is I don't have to hear 30 minutes on Ciro Immobile today from Jerry. Like, like Jerry, are, are you going to be able to focus on Napoli today? I mean, I've got to keep my mouth shut about Inzaghi Ball and Suning and, and the new Inter shirts, which look glorious. You've got to keep your mouth shut about Sadri and Immobile today. Are you going to be able to contain yourself, Jerry? You forgot that Ciro Immobile is from Napoli. So you have to like... Uh, Ooh, there is a tie-in. There's a tie into. There's always a tie with Chiro Immobile. Chiro Immobile is in all of us. Okay, let's just just get this. There's a little Chiro in everyone. Okay, wow. right now, Alex, Alex, if you thought you'd get a show without a Chiro Immobile mention from Jerry, you 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 shouldn't be hosting this show. <laughs> you, let's you start this show all, with the bank. You should all people should know that he's gonna find a way to get Immobile into this show at some I, point. It's I not over. I know I won't be able to get a chance by the end of the show, so I'm just to say it right now. Chudy Mobile right now is with Lorenzo Signe on a beach, and they're discussing they're discussing Signe's future with Lazio. Or, or are, they are, are they discussing Immobile's future with Napoli? Can't, can't, yeah, that's more like it, right? Mm-hmm. Immobile's line is still locked up until 2025, I believe. He's not going anywhere. Bro, whereas it's Insigne, called a transfer. Bro, you, you can still go to another team when you're under contract. It's like it's like freaking two testaduras going against going against each other. You know, one's not going to agree with the other. So the only way this is going to be settled is going by a free transfer of of Insigne. That's the only way Claudio Letito does business at Lazio because unless we somehow sign another Vedat Marici for twenty million, but I can be going all day. Even if Lazio signed Insigne, I still think Immobile is going to struggle to score on a four three three. Let's introduce everybody on the panel. Uh, we're bringing back our good friend Manny Chang, and I think Manny Manny is going to get ripped a little bit on this episode. He has been a Napoli supporter officially for three weeks, and he is surrounded by lifers on this one. So, <laughs> Man- Manny, you, well, you have a lifetime. Welcome. Least, welcome to the family. You have at least three weeks ben of memories in you on Napoli ball. I think he's actually been watching the preseason friendlies or are you, have you, I don't know if he's been able to stream those, you know, on the deep web or something, but how you doing, Manny? Good, man. Um, I watched actually last week's game where I thought it was a football game. It was 14, nothing. Oh. oh, two touchdowns. Um, and then I was told by a Juventus fan, it was against the farmers. So ah. that really, <laughs> that really didn't help me analyze anything. Um, it, it I missed was- the game though. I missed the game though yesterday because I was on Vice City duties. Um, I'm part of the supporters group for Inter Miami, um, so wasn't able to catch the what was it one nil win? I believe so. But of course, yeah. Yeah. injuries are all of a sudden a part of the game, right? Like the regular season's not even here. Um, it's going to be interesting because I did bring this up, guys, for the panel that's here um, last week. That my main concern was to see Napoli start off good because you see that. And I believe heading towards maybe a month or two months in, you play all these top teams basically in a span of five to six weeks. And I feel like with the schedule that came out, if they can somehow start fast and just get as many points as, I don't know, as they can, because I think it's Juventus, they play Juventus, they play um, at, uh, um, Atlanta, they play like two other teams in a span of five, six weeks. And that to me, I was like, damn, like 
they need to start off at least getting, you know, as many points as they can. Obviously, to what I've learned in being a Napoli fan for three weeks, especially <laughs> all these all these Napoli pages are now following me on Instagram. I think it's wonderful and great. Nice. It, it, it feels like they're still stinging to that one point off, not being able to make it to the Champions League. Of course, that's the main goal, no matter what. I think when it comes to Italy, unless you're Juventus, because their goal is to win it, but they suck. Um, mm. it, that pain of still irks there, and I feel like that has to be the goal um, with this club going forward. Not saying that no other club deserves it, but when you're one point away and you bring in a manager that I feel like Spalletti, he has – so many things that he can do on the pitch and just switching and being able to relate to players, something that I think that Gattuso just absolutely is shit at, um, I think should help, right? Um, and I guess, you know, another striker would help. And uh, and as Joe mentioned before, uh, we, we need a left back. So we'll yeah. see. What, and it, listen, I don't know really what the management is at Napoli as far as I've seen they're very dormant. <laughs> has it really been the only news that I can probably say was, oh, Xenia has moves to, uh, what is it, Tottenham or Man City? I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. Like, that's yeah, just noise. Like, we all we all know what what the outlets are for. It's to create that cog, that talk of conversation. But um, no, nah, man, I think the season can, can get here soon enough, and we'll see what plans with this new manager and his squad can do. It's it's always one of the one of the funniest and most aggravating aggravating parts of being a Serie A fan is anytime you have a player who does reasonably well, then you get a hundred links to Premier League clubs, yeah. and then you have a thousand <laughs> tweets from their fans because Premier League fans are so brain dead. They think anytime some British tabloid posts about their club being linked to a player, oh mate, it must be a hundred percent true, and, and they believe every single thing they read. So that's the roller coaster of being a Serie A fan. Uh, let's bring in the rest of our all-star panel. We have a couple of first-timers and a couple of veterans joining us. Let's introduce the rookies first. Vincenzo, who's up in Canada. We also have a nice split, I think, of, uh, of Canadians and Americans. I mean, we are uh, there are no borders here on this program. Vincenzo, how are you, sir? I'm fantastic. It's a great honor to be here amongst uh, such esteemed company. So thanks very much for having me. And, uh, you know, we're... we're uh, we're connected in many ways because we're all Napoli fans and we're all Calcio fans. So we could be on other ends of the earth, but we're all uh, family. Yeah, no doubt about that. So our, our other first timer, it's it's about time we got on another Raf, right? Because Rafa Rispo has joined us many times. But let's introduce Raf Biz first. Uh, New Yorker, right. Raf, how you doing, sir? How you doing? I am well, sir. I am well. I am well. Thank you for having me here, guys. Super excited today, man. Super excited. Oh, man. And the other half of Raf and Raf returning. He's been on with us at least two previous times. This might even be number four for him. Rafa Rispo is with us. Rafa Napoli, how you doing, sir? I'm doing really good. I'm doing really good. Just like our friend Manny, our new friend Manny said, uh, the season can't get started any sooner. It's funny. We Raf and I were at uh, the, the final. Um, we went to Manhattan, to Ribalta to watch the game together and uh it's it we met a we met a listener of our show and a big member of the napoli uh twitter community um uh, francesco valenti there and he said to me in private a couple days ago once once we lifted that cup his mind was on napoli and i think that's the the sentiment the sentiment of a lot of people like 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 yeah great we won the we won the european cup which was amazing and fantastic and beautiful 
now let's get City Out going because, you know, a month without it, you know, thank God for the Olympics. Thank God for other tournaments and stuff like that just to be able to, like, you know, to, to inject some culture into our veins. But we need we need the real deal. We need City Out back soon. So Definitely. looking forward to it. Amen to that. And it was a really weird feeling because, uh, you know, the Euros lasted a month. And for that entire month, Jerry and I were doing one or two episodes per week. And, you know, during the Euros, we would bring on people who were, you know, Juventini and Milanisti and, and Romanisti, and we were all getting along, right? And then the first episode that we did after the Euro was over, it's like, wait, now we all want to kill each other again. <laughs> you know? it's, it's funny how that works. And let's bring on now, uh, he was one of the first guests to ever join this program. Uh, he was either the first or second guest we ever had on, Joe Fischetti. From the Forza Napoli pod, of course, you know, Joe and Jerry go way back, like to the time that these guys were both in diapers. And uh, and Joe has become a friend of mine as well. So it's great to have you back, sir. How are you? I'm great. It's a pleasure to be joining you guys. Fantastic panel. Looking forward to the discussion tonight. Manny, welcome to the Napoli family. I don't care if you joined five minutes ago or 15 years ago. You're still a Napoli fan. You're one of us. But I need you to do one thing for us. Starting tonight, no more you guys and they. From now on, it's we. Oh, about that? I like that, Joe. <laughs> our that? pronoun is our pronoun is we. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> grammar, grammar, police, yes. <laughs> and Manny, what what was it that I told you about a month ago when you were talking about shopping for a Serie A team? I think I told you anybody but Juventus, and we could still be friends. Correct, correct. But I learned real quick because of this man who's on top of me. Uh, the very next day when the Euros occurred, we talked Euros final, and then all of a sudden it was like, all right, fucking hate all you guys again. I don't give a shit. I'm like, damn, that's how it is in Serie A. Let's yeah. get to you can come over to my house for a month after that. I was like, bro, I don't talk to you. It's we. I don't talk to you. <laughs> like all this other shit happening. So I thought that was pretty – it was wow. It was like, damn, it's it's definitely a different type of culture when it comes to – because I watch a lot of La Liga because of um, – Real Madrid per se, right? And so obviously, even when Spain is together, you see, trust me, I don't like Barcelona. I don't like Atletico. I don't like, I don't give a shit if that guy scored the game winning goal. I, I can't really stand that. But to yeah. see the continuity and the way that Italians are when it comes to their football, especially with the national team, it, to me, it's just, it reminds me a lot of, of um, a host country in South America and, you know, uh, where, you know, Neymar with Santos and Palmeiras and stuff, they just hate each other. But when Brazil plays, it's like the whole country just watches. I think Brazil and Italy do such a great job of making sure that no matter what hatred there is between the clubs, when it's national, it's national. But when it's over, I don't know you anymore. So yeah. here we go. You know, that, if, I can, if yeah. I can interject for a second, it's funny because I did see a video somewhere. It might have been a like a, an Instagram reel or something like that where – uh, there was a, a an Arsenal guy who um, was interviewing some fans outside of Wembley, um, and he asked uh, for one of the games. I don't think it was the final, but for one of the games, saying, "You know, Harry Kane, if he scores, will you cheer to this one fan, an older guy?" And 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 the older guy says, "No, absolutely not. I will not cheer." So later on in the tournament, they show the semifinal, his reaction to Harry Kane's goal. Uh, to, to get them to two to one in extra time. And, you know, his English fan family all around him cheering, going crazy ballistic because they're about to go to the final. And this dude is sitting there like this. That's and I'm like, how, how could you possibly call yourself an England fan? It's if, insane. If you're not, 
if that doesn't get you going. Like, yeah. I, you had me crying at Bonucci and Chiellini. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's okay to love them when they put on La Maglia Azzurra, but when, you know, they, they take it off and put the Bianconera on, now now you can That's hate them man. again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's okay. Hate them again. <laughs> exactly. It's okay to be like, you know what? You represent, you represent this. You're with me for life. Correct. But when you represent the black and white, you're dead to me. You know what I yeah. mean? It's just – I don't understand how just because he's a Tottenham player or was or is going to leave or what have you, yeah. you just don't – you don't support your nation because of that? Come on. That's yeah. ridiculous. That's a little too much for me. Like yeah, I'm yeah. club and I'm country, but, you know, that's too much for me. Yeah, man. I, I, you're so dead on with that. It's like obviously, dude, I, I talk a lot of shit, and it's mostly all in fun about Juventus. But, dude, like – when I watch Chiellini play with the Italy shirt, it's like I say, man, this is obviously the type of guy you hate him when he's not on your team at the club level. But when he's fighting for you and with you at the national team level, it's like, dude, I can get behind this guy. Same thing even with Bonucci. And it's like, Jerry, it's one of the things I know that drives you especially crazy and it drives me crazy as well. And for the most part, I think Azzurri fans are much better with this, what Raf was talking about in uniting behind you know, the blue shirt and the colors. But, yeah, there are still going to be people, you know, taking pot shots at Immobile and, like, rooting for that guy to fail when he has the Italy shirt. It's like, bro, like, when he puts on that Azzurri Italy shirt, I want the guy to score 15 goals every tournament. I don't know sure. why people waste their breath being so divisive with the banter. It's definitely a minority. I don't think it happens as much with Italian fans as a lot of others like English fans, but it definitely does happen. Um, uh, if, if Ronaldo ever wore an Italy jersey, I think I'd be like how everybody is with the mobile and just tell him to go fuck himself. <laughs> That's where you draw the line, eh? No, I seriously wouldn't never support Ronaldo in an Italian jersey. I, I just, I think I would go pro just because he doesn't play for Lazio, and and, and I can see where then I can be on the, on the offensive fence. Yeah. I can just yeah. see it. That's why I'm being honest. You cannot say that. What I'm if Ronaldo was, well, was Fabio Grosso? All right? You can't know, say man. that, man. You can't. I, I, no. I just can't do that. Really? I can't stand Ronaldo for some reason. First off, but I have to root for the guy every fucking I'm a, time he plays. First off, I'm a Barcelona fan. I'm a Barcelona fan because of Messi. When until Messi retires, I won't give a shit about Barcelona ever again. I hope Madrid fucking rots. You're not really a Barcelona fan. You're a Messi fan. I, I hate Madrid because Ronaldo days. I uh, fucking fuck him. That's it. Mm. That's all I gotta say. Screw so that him. was Just that was him. my okay. that was my screw that was actually my twelve my ten year old son who asked on his mom's <laughs> profile. That's on his mom's profile. It asked if Ronaldo played for Italy. He guy kid is asking me all the time these <laughs> hypotheticals, and I'm like Rocco, that's never gonna happen, dude. It's never gonna happen. It's a hypothetical. It's it's fun to say, oh, what if? So like somebody asked me, what if Ronaldo ever played for Napoli? Never gonna happen. I mean, it's more likely he plays for Napoli than uh, yeah, exactly. We go bankrupt again. Never gonna happen. So let's not talk about it. Yeah, Rocco loves to start arguments. <laughs> I, I like Rocco already. He's, 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 he's part of the here. family now. Never mind Ronaldo. Ronaldo's not getting more love on this show, okay? That's, okay. that's enough for Ronaldo because Ronaldo has no part with Napoli. We'll never have part with Napoli or Lazio unless we beat him. So other than that, Jerry is having Juve fits. Juve sucks, okay? Screw Juve. They're, 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 yo, this team, this team makes me laugh because this team used to 
was able to buy a locality with like that. Like you just snap your fingers and they got locality. Freaking three, two years later in the pandemic, and all we saw, all of a sudden, we see Juventus, like the mid-table team, struggling to to buy a player, which is great to see. I'm gonna be honest, I, I love it because I'm tired of seeing Juventus being able to buy anybody at, at will. But other than that, guys, let's talk about Napoli. I'm segueing this back into <laughs> Napoli because I have one. I got what one, two, three, four. Four Napoli fans and one who is an amateur. Um, <laughs> Don't talk about me like that, Jerry, all right? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know how Manny became a Napoli fan. That's where I would like to know. Oh, know-how. boy. Alex, you want to start that one? No, no. We'll Either, I, how can I tell you a story better than the, you? Dude, was, I, 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 give, I give you so much open real estate. I just said – Anybody yes. but Juventus that gave you 19 teams to choose from. I think I, I also discouraged you a little bit away from Milan, or at least I tried to. No, you uh, but I could have made me think about it was either a then, pizza or a beautiful girl. That's how you chose Napoli. I know, yeah. okay. You know what? I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go ahead and roll with that every time I, I, I actually get asked the question. That had a good pizza and a beautiful waitress, you know, that's it. That's all I guess. So, that's all it takes. Never mind his life story, his love story with Napoli that has <laughs> started with macaroni and cheese on a Saturday night. No. But um, I'm going to ask the first question because I need to make sure that I'm the guy actually finally not. Alex is normally the guy who segues into this. I don't know how he hasn't segued in the past 10 minutes. I'm happy to have a break. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. And it's the, it's the obvious often question. Does Insigne leave Napoli next summer or does he stay? And I'd love to hear all your takes. And Alex, who who should we start? We you know I'm gonna start with Rafa Biz. Let's all right, my, Rafa my Biz. man, Rafa like Biz. I, I'm trying to like learn how to become not become, but get these Alex Donald vibes that he does so well with and i'm not he's trying to take my there. job like I, i'm gonna try yeah. and like log into the uh, twitter and the email tomorrow the passwords are gonna right. be all changed <laughs> no, watch really, guy. i'd like but. to hear all your takes i, I really want to make this more focused to napoli right now because i have the napoli group here so right take it you away know, biz the brady bunch of napoli so your question was does he stay next summer or does it, he stay this season or do you, do you think he's gonna do you think he'll extend his contract with napoli Yes, that's my short answer. I, I think he will. Um, for forty million, I don't know. You know, for the five point five that he's asking for, I'm not sure. But the, I think he'll. I think he will extend his contract at least for another couple more years. Uh, I, I've seen articles similar to what we see now back in like 2017. I mean, the exact same stuff, the same numbers, the same all as Tottenham. He wants three, he wants four or five, but AD only wants to give him 3.5. It's the same BS story all the time. I think what ADL said, he was like, he went on vacation. When he gets back, we'll talk. Rightfully so. The guy played for like a year and a half straight or like a season and a half straight. With no break, then goes to the Euros, and he's just having a little downtime. I, I think where did he go to Spain or something? Mm-hmm. I think he went to Spain with him all. He's, he's on his jet ski, chilling, having a, a some sangria or whatever. He's chilling. Let him think it through. Let him come back. I don't think he wants to leave. I don't think he'll go to England. He's definitely not coming to Lazio. 
He w- I don't think he goes for any other Italian team, and I don't think he goes for England. He's a Napoli Don. If he goes anywhere, the guy's going to probably be in Barcelona on the beach in Spain somewhere. That's what I think. Worst case scenario. But I think he comes back. And I think ADL ADL's posturing a little bit. I think Joe, you had mentioned that once too when we were talking back and forth. And, hey baby, how is that the daughter? I just want to say, hey baby. He's like, who is this guy? She doesn't about? look too happy. She's, She's not like, too happy. She's trying to pull like, me away. Who, who, are, who are they? Stay. Who are these people? Who are these people? But um, but yeah. So yes, I think he resigns. I think he comes back. How about you, Joe? You want to piggyback on that? Yeah, I think he's staying as well. I'll give you my theory, which I've talked about on my podcast as well. I think they're going to give him a long-term extension, say five years to get him to retirement, and they'll give him the raise for the first couple of years. So right now he's making about $4.5 million. Let's say they increase him to, to $5.5 million for two seasons, so he gets the raise over two seasons, which, let's be honest, if he were to leave Napoli and sign with a club like Tottenham, how many years are they really going to give him? Two, three, maybe, because he's 30 already, right? Yeah, right. But with, you know, if De Laurentiis gives him five and a half for the first two years, then starts declining his, uh, you know, lowering his salary over the next three years, say he gives him three million in, in when he's 33, two million when he's 34, one million when he's 35. And I didn't just, I did this math already, so I, I happen to know it, but that adds up to 17 million guaranteed over five years. But the club will pay him an average over the five years. So instead of paying him five and a half, five and a half, three, two, one, they just pay him three point four million each year. So that for the club is effectively a decrease in salary for the remaining year on his contract. So I can see that being a type of solution that that gets makes everybody happy. De Laurentiis lowers his salary for the remaining year by a million. Hopefully, after that year. You know, fans are back in stadiums. Hopefully, we're in the Champions League. We have that revenue back, and now we have more money that we can give him over the remaining four years of that extension. And then he retires happy. His father-in-law the other day said that he only wants Napoli. So, you know, which costs Insignia a bit of leverage, I think. But I think that's where it'll end up. I think he'll stay. How about you, Vincenzo, from T. Toronto? Toronto, yes, that's me. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to jump off Joe's point there, and, and I agree with um, the contract. I think it'll be a similar contract to what Messi got at Barcelona, where, like Joe's saying, they spread it out. Um, but I think that the real issue that's happening right now is Insigne is at a tactical disadvantage when it comes to negotiation, right? Definitely. When you're negotiating, but you know the person wants to stay, right? It's like if you're on the beach in Mexico, if the guy knows you're dying to get that necklace... He's, he's not going to budge. So ADL's playing that game. He knows Insigne doesn't really want to leave. So he, he's got the upper hand when it comes to this. So Insigne's trying to play coy. They're trying to make it seem like, oh, maybe he's going to leave. But if you look around uh, at, at all the leagues and all the major teams, I don't see even where he fits. He wouldn't go elsewhere in Italy for sure. And I don't think England would be a, a good fit for him, um, even just from a lifestyle point of view. So, yeah, if one of the big teams in Spain, like a Real Madrid or Barcelona, you know, were really going in for him, then maybe he thinks about it. But I don't think that's the case. And, I mean, Barcelona right now, I, I, you know, they brought in Depay. They brought in Aguero. They still have Messi. They still have Griezmann. They have Dembele. I mean, Insigne is not going to go there and try and compete with that attack. Not that I'm saying he, he maybe doesn't deserve to get in, but it doesn't make sense for, for, for you know, he's right about to enter his prime years. You know, uh, this is his last contract where he'll be in his prime uh, over the next two or three years. 
that's that'll be the end of his prime according to you know the 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 career span of most players so i think that that's what's happening and in the end i hope uh, there's that uh, reconciliation they come together they sit down have an espresso have a grappa sign the deal and we get to enjoy our captain until he retires as it should be how about rafa rafa what, what do you think from uh new york mets here well <laughs> It's like Degrom; he's never going to leave the Mets either. Uh, Good point. No, listen. Honestly, I'm going to go a different route, and and not not saying that he's going to leave because he's not. But when you have like a goal set in your heart, you know what I mean, and it's the, the club you grew up supporting, the club that you you know the city that you live in, you know he's a Schoonitz himself. You know what I mean. He's got a Napoli tattoo on his elbow. He's got a Maradona on his calf. He's got this guy lives, breathes, eats, sleeps Napoli, you know, calcio. And I don't know if he's going to. I think if Napoli had won a Scudetto or two, you know, maybe won something in Europe, maybe, maybe he considers a move elsewhere, not in Italy, but elsewhere. I just don't think it happens, man. I, I like, like, like we could talk the figures and we could talk the past and we could talk to this and the, that and the contracts. I just don't think, I don't see him in another shirt. He's always said that he wants to be a bandiera like Totti was for Roma. He always, he, you know, and, and aside from one season on loan with Pescara, this guy has been a Napoli player. You know, he was even on Napoli's payroll then, you know, I don't, I just don't see it happening. Let's you know we put we put the tactics elsewhere and we put the money here and the and the this and the that. You know, like Ralph said, he just got finished playing the Euro. I, I really don't feel like aside from a, a number of people, like a, like a, like a like a small number of people, no one's really negotiating deals if they're really serious about winning a European Cup or a World Cup in a World Cup year. You're you're laser focused on the national team, and then you take a break, and then you get to your contract. I feel like he knows he's gonna sign. It's just a matter of when, and 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 all this talk about him leaving is just because his contract is up next year. You know what I mean? It's just basically stuff to print. And, and I don't believe any of the newspapers anymore. I don't. I don't believe any of the newspapers anymore until it happens. You know, I, I just don't. I don't see it happening at all. Not not. You know, in, in inside, you know what I mean. Like, it's a it's a hut, uh, a hunch that I have. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I mean, listen, you're you're not wrong. The newspaper business is dying. It's dying. What was a slow death is turning into a very quick death. And the way that they're trying to survive is you just have to generate clicks. And yeah. it's like, um, I, I've never worked in that side of the media, but I understand how it works. I know plenty of people who do, and I can say this: they'd probably be afraid to say this because they work in that part of the industry, but. Dude, it's all about search engine optimization. Mm -hmm. It is all about, you know, getting people to read your clickbait. And sometimes if you have to hide legitimate journalism behind clickbaity headlines, it's whatever you have to do to get people to click on the story. But yeah, man, a, a lot of these like transfer reporting in football, anybody who really follows it understands unless you're unless you have five brain cells to rub together, you get it that if your club is linked to a player that there's probably really only a, a 5% chance, sometimes a 1% chance that player is actually coming to you, you know, unless the links come over and over and over again. So it is what it is. I, I wanted to, uh, uh, Rafa, I'll stick, I'll stick with you there and then we'll get in uh, the oh, other. Hey, I, I just want to piggyback on, on, sure. I, I like to do the banter. 
that Insignia is coming to Lazio. But in all, in all, in all fairness, no, seriously, in all seriousness, if if Insignia was to make five million at Lazio, okay, do you know what that means? Alberto has to make five million. Savage yes. needs to make five million. Yeah. Immobile has to make five million. And it's never going to happen. In order for for Insigne to ever join Lazio, if he ever ever thought about it, I don't think he would. The only way he would think about it is only thinking of playing with Immobile. That's the only leverage that Lazio will ever have, and that's just a, a glimmer of hope. He would have to accept three and a half million. Why would he accept less with Lazio? It's just not happening, man. Like you, you accept less to go to a better team, if anything. Like maybe that scenario where you go to Barcelona for three and a half million and you know you can win trophies or something. But I, I agree with you guys. I don't I don't see him ever leaving Napoli. But again, who knows what can happen next summer? Who knows what the direction of the team goes? And 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 Go ahead, Alex. What question were you going to ask next? And real quick, let me add to that. Um, if Insigne, while he's still in his prime, which he is, if he were to leave Napoli now, I think he would regret it for the rest of his life. Like two, three years down the road, if you're in the twilight of your career, you want to try something different. I, I think that's that's a different situation. We see that happen in football from time to time. But when you're still in your prime and you're wearing the armband and you're you're from that city, you identify with that club – I think if he actually were to leave, I think he would regret it for the rest of his life. So I, I don't see a situation with Immobile. If Immobile ever yeah. left Lazio, he's fucked for life. I, I honestly, he has to just park it at Lazio, and that's it. Like that, they're they're both in a similar situation where they they can't leave their respective clubs because it's built around them. That that's what it is. These, these like sorry is gonna build that team, focusly on, primarily on Immobile, making sure that. It doesn't affect him because he's his lead guy up front. And I think he's going to try to adjust it maybe in order to help him. And, and go, same with Insigne. He leaves. He's no longer in his comfort zone. And that doesn't matter what manager has ever gone into Napoli. They've always kind of like built around him because they know he's the lead guy. And if it doesn't work around him, there's a lot of falling pieces in Napoli. Back to Lazio, if it doesn't work around Immobile, it doesn't work either. It's happy. It, it, it's evident. It's Maybe I'm wrong, but that's, that's how I see it. But Jerry Pub- admitted publicly that Lazio is not a better team than Napoli has been worth the p- price of admission. <laughs> I never said that. I will, um, I'm going to add to my one point here. Um, I don't think that Spalletti would have agreed to come here if I don't think Insigne was probably one of the major pieces. Again, mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. much about the club per se. But no, but you're right. I reading, think you're right. Just, just, be, just putting on my soccer hat that I've been a fan for 33 years, I, I don't see where you just won the Euros. He was a major piece for this national team, man. It just, it, it just, it would be heartbreaking. And even I'm feeling the hurt if that even happens. If he ends up going, <laughs> expecting something else. The man is on vacation. We've seen pictures with him and his wife or his girlfriend or whatnot. The media is doing what they do best. The Euros ended. What can we talk about? What can we all – listen. They, they know what week, triggers us. They know yeah, what triggers but us. <laughs> but last week, I even brought it on the show. I'm seeing tabloids of Tottenham transfers. I'm thinking to myself, no way that would even happen. And I think Joe is spot on. The pressure that he'd have to go to a place like Tottenham – the max time they'd give him to succeed is two, three years, man. And no offense, I think players built like Messi and Senior, for that type of play, I don't think it benefits. 
to me personally, unless you have the speed of a girl when you're young as hell, and, and then you know what I'm saying you're just lighting, and you have all these guys that can help you, like basically around you. But going back to my main point, I don't think Spalletti would have accepted this if Insigne was not a major piece going forward. And listen, I don't know much about Napoli's football culture and whatnot, but all I know is with what I've learned and the and the fans that I've met and talked to and whatnot, Insigne is somebody they feel it's so close to their heart, right? It's like it's like that specific player that is like Totti per se at Roma. If he would have mm-hmm. gone somewhere else, no matter what it would have been his, you know, in the beginning of his career, middle or end, it just doesn't feel the same. You watch a game with somebody else, another jersey on, it just gets you thinking, why in the heck didn't management do whatever they could to make sure he wouldn't leave? And that's what I feel like it's here. I don't see any riffraff with the owners. I don't see any riffraff with anybody. It's just a hard ball game. And that's what football has come down to in the year 2021. It's, can I get a little more of this? What are you going to say? You're not going to say anything? Well, I have, maybe I can give you this. And It's just, it's that game going back and forth. So back to what I said. I don't think Spalletti would be here if Insigne was not in the future plans of this club. By the way, so I want to go, uh, and I do want to get more into Spalletti. That'll be a big topic. Before we get to that, I want to go around the room. And by the way, huge thanks to Joe Fischetti. He had to step away and help his daughter out, which obviously totally understood. Uh, so we'll go around the room on this one. And, and this came in uh, from Rocco, who I, I'm, I'm enjoying his contributions in the chat. So, so let me start with, uh, with Rocco baseball on this one. Uh, first question from a fan. You know, we were talking about Insigne, who I don't think is leaving. None of us think he's leaving. But what about Koulibaly? Will Koulibaly leave? Um, and, and this is a player, like, I, I've just found it interesting from afar because it seems like every summer transfer window, he's linked to 100 moves away. So, I mean, Rafa, what do you think happens with Koulibaly? Well, listen, Rocco, <clears throat> I've told you this a million times. <laughs> um, he Koulibaly's not going to go anywhere, especially not right away. I don't think he's, first of all, First of all, so Rocco is convinced that Koulibaly is going to get a contract somewhere. Um, and I I don't totally disagree, but I do think that he stays at least one more season. Um, I, I'm not sure when his contract ends. Joe probably could have answered that better. I could look it up quick, but but he didn't. He, 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 I think two I, more years. I, I, I feel like Spalletti. I feel like Spalletti. I mean, he said it himself. He'd rather chain himself to something and, and, in order to keep him. You know, he wanted um, to chain himself to Koulibaly to keep. No, is that what he said to Koulibaly? He said he he will chain. I will chain myself in (laughs) order to keep Koulibaly on this on the squad. And and the fact that 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 Koulibaly is there and and practicing and you know looking good and feeling great, I don't think this team gets rid of him, especially not this season. So. Maybe no, next, maybe next summer, but 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 yeah, let's not forget. Summer. But let, let's it's, not forget. So twenty three, so June thirtieth, twenty twenty three. Twenty three. So that there'll be one more year on his contract after this season, right? After so that's that, a good time. Knows? That's a good time to sell. But at the same time, you'll never get, you'll never get Koulibaly money at the age of thirty one. Koulibaly money was three years ago. Let's let's just keep it real. The ninety million price tag that was three years ago. It's not now. It can't be. Um, but will he cash out? I mean, listen. And I'm going to go back to Insignia really fast. When Manny was speaking, I thought of something. Uh, it's not. It's not against ADL's policy to sell your captain out of nowhere. I mean, he sold. He sold Hamsik and he sold Cannavato, the last two sure. captains. 
and and Cannavaro's Neapolitan, you know. Now, was there a row? There was a little row between Cannavaro and ADL. Hamsik was a, a myth, honestly. I'd never saw it coming, to be honest with you. Insigne won't leave because he doesn't want to leave. Will ADL sell him? That's another story. I doubt it, but I also doubt it for Koulibaly. I, I really feel like Koulibaly and Manolas are the, the center back duo for this club. And and it's also what Koulibaly wants. Koulibaly's family is settled in Naples. They're extremely happy there. You know what I mean? And if he's willing to like, you know, maybe take a pay cut for his next contract, I don't see why we have to sell him at all. Which you know? I think he publicly agreed with, Rafa, right? He said, exactly. I will do what it takes to stay on this team, even if it meant to be sold. He he said, if it helps Napoli, those were his words, Right, you could sell me. But uh, he wanted to work with ADL to, to, to stay a little longer. And, and mm. Fucking Samurai Radio, for fuck's mm. sakes. <laughs> fucking, fucking German fan, man. Your buddy, buddy Ty, he's buy or die hard. He, he 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 will pop in here just to trash talk Cheeto and Lazio. Hey, Rafa, hilarious. So you said he was worth ninety million three years ago. I I I look at it like this. Then you guys got a player of thirty million value every season of the way he played. Yeah. Except mm-hmm. maybe for one. He since he's joined, he's only had one bad season. Listen, guys. he he if had anything. one bad season. He had one bad season. It was the summer he came back from the African Cup of Nations, okay, which was weirdly played in the summer. Usually, it's in the winter, and it was right? played like late in the summer. Like it was played. It like was played right late in the summer. The stereosity. Put, it, what do you put want? it this way. Put it this way. The Napoli Tour USA ended two weeks before the Serie A started. I remember that because I was there, yeah. asking the questions to Ancelotti and Insigne. I asked Ancelotti. What about Koulibaly? How's he going to be? How's he going to be fit? You know, mm-hmm. is he going to be fit? I don't remember if it was me asking or Ken or Marco asked. But he said, don't worry. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. But he missed that tour. And once again, that was that Barcelona series was the last friendly before that season started. So Koulibaly came into the first match against Juventus, right? No, like off of off of being at the African Cup of Nations, which they went to the final, mind you. They went to yeah. the final of. Um, and with no training with his new center back, Manolas, he had a new center back, new keepers. Like, I, I just, I don't, I don't fault him for having a bad start to that season. And then the whole team capitulated. And it wasn't until Gattuso came in where Koulibaly was looking better like himself. He got Lozano back in shape. He got Insignia playing the best football of his career. He got Fabian playing even better. He got, you know, uh, 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 Zielinski's a world-class midfielder now. Even even Ospina and Meret were doing better. Like, like if you ask me, Koulibaly, because of that one season, is being, like, like, like marred because of that one season. Also, everyone's talking about his age. I'm sorry, but how old is Chiellini? How old was Maldini when he retired? Give me a break. Give how old me is he bringing the trip? Well, exactly. Right. He's not so, trainer, but I'm talking about defenders. But the like, sorry, yeah, I got you. You can play, but, but I mean, no. But you're right, though. You're right. You're right. Everybody thought Ibrahimovic should come in and and stink up the joint. He's, yeah. You know, he 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 killed it with Milan for real. But but Koulibaly's in a class I, I, uh, on another class than those players. I feel. I mean, except for obviously Maldini's the best of all time, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. But but Koulibaly could be there. He could be there. Is he going to get there with Napoli? Maybe not. But at the same time, 
other every player has different aspirations, and Koulibaly is one that wants to win with Napoli, and he he he's happy there. His kids are happy there. His wife's happy there. He's happy there. Him, Mertens, Insigne, you know, uh, Ossiman's going to be happy too. It's just just the way it is, you know, because he's running with those guys. And and I just I, I don't know. I, I feel like everybody undervalues Koulibaly because he's old. Give me a break. He's old. The who best under, defenders in the world. Who, who undervalues Koulibaly? I want to know. Uh, like, lot, 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 you know, I I I a lot of Premier Crazy League people. fans. A lot of a lot of a lot of people Go. who just don't understand. All. Who thinks that Watch that, that mm-hmm. who thinks that Stones <laughs> is a better defender than or Maguire <laughs> is a better better defender than than Christ. than Koulibaly. <laughs> who undervalues that guy? You're nuts. You're nuts. Stop him. Manny, listen, you're new. You know, I know you're new. Don't. don't yeah, but even bro, even even I know that if you involve John Stones in any conversation for the best center back, get the hell out of here with that shit, bro. Even I, I know not to believe in that nonsense. He sucked at Everton, and people just wanted him to be the best because they wanted an Englishman there. They wanted a guy that was going to be their future coming up, per se. I'm like, dude, like, Stones is okay. No, who's the dude on City who, who, who went there for, like, 70 or 80 million? Was it Walker? Kyle no, Walker? is Tottenham? it Kyle Walker on City? Is that City? No, that's yeah. Tottenham. Is it Hold City? On. Kyle Walker came from Tottenham to City. Yes, yeah, for like eighty mil. Yes, this fucking so. Kyle Walker can, can can sell for eighty mil. Koulibaly deserves to be to go for one ten. Now, now, current Koulibaly, but no one, no one's really gonna pay that. So you know, sixty five million. By the way, was I believe was the last report of ADLs. Hard price for he's like you want him sixty five mil I think mm-hmm. was the last number I heard so and that's what I love about him is that he doesn't back down man and everybody hates that yeah. but he doesn't back down it's like you know he's a lot like Lotito and yeah. when, when we took because I hear Jerry talk about Lotito all the time he's a lot of a lot like that where dude this is the value of my player you want to you want to buy him good you don't I don't care I'll keep him you know what I mean. So I it, it and I don't know I don't know how much there really is to add from uh, to what Rafa just said about Koulibaly, but Vincenzo, I mean, yeah. what do you think his future I, is like? I have a few points. Well, first of all, to Rafa's point, I mean, when you're talking about uh, world class center backs being able to keep up their um, level later into their career, look at Thiago Silva winning the the Champions League yes. this year. Look at yeah. PSG signing Sergio Ramos right mm-hmm. now, right? And and he's going to be starting. So I mean, it's and Chiellini. It's been proven time and time again. As long as physically they're okay, these world class center backs, they can adapt. They, they have the knowledge. And I mean, Koulibaly has so many natural physical gifts as well. On top of his reading of the game, that even Koulibaly at sixty percent has has more uh, physical stamina than a lot of defenders naturally, even in their prime. Also, I think Koulibaly. You know, he's not a Napolitan, but he's an adopted Napolitan. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's someone who, you know, you have to look at his past behavior. Um, you know, just the fact even that he chose Senegal over France, you know, shows you that he's someone who, he, he, he has, he's a different type of man who values something, not just glory and money, but also, you know, um, where his heart lies. Um, and, and, and he has a certain type, a lot of values that I think uh, are missing in, in the modern uh, footballers today. As a man, forget about as, a, as a, a footballer. And ever since that moment that he was racially abused and all of the Napoli fans 
have this siamo tutti kulibali i mean that may be misinterpreted the uh, wearing the the face in in the states but in italy it doesn't have that connotation and it was moving i mean i was in tears watching that mm -hmm. and i think kulibali at that moment it was it was cemented that he was never going to want to leave at that point sure. now uh, because we've missed out on champions league for two years in a row unfortunately um if if a 65 million dollar euro offer does come in adl may be tempted to to sit with uh, kulibali and say this is what's best for the club right now and at that point maybe he considers it but unless that happens which i don't think is that likely if you look at the landscape of the the teams who who would afford the kulibali and also afford the wages they'd have to put him on to get him you know is he more likely to leave than insigne yeah he is um but I think it would take a real offer and I don't think he would ever push for it. It would have to be coming from ADL in an offer. That's pretty much all I have to add. Raf Biz, your take on Koulibaly's long-term future. I mean, long. T I think he'll at the very least finish out his contract. I mean, if, if anybody has followed Napoli news, he they've been trying to sell Koulibaly every year since this guy got on. First of all, he's been a great value. We bought him for what, $7 million? So it doesn't matter what we get for him. We're making money, and not yeah. only are we making money, we've had a leader, we have had a, somebody who's part of the spine of this team. Let's keep it real. When Koulibaly got injured last season, everybody's like, oh, man, oh, shit, I was doing my prayers, and, you know, I was sweating bullets. That's a guy that you want on the field all the time. Those things are not easily replaceable. He was one of the guys that had the first raises for a little while now. From ADL, I believe they bumped him up to about $9 million or something like that. So he is the highest paid player of this team. That's how much respect I think ADL has for the guy. And ADL, he is not going to sell. The, the, uh, an offer for $30 million came in, rejected immediately. I mean, the stuff didn't even finish uh, sending. And, 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 right. And, and it was rejected immediately. So that goes to show you what we think, or at least what ADL thinks about K2. I think he stays. He has no reason to leave. As far as like, I, I don't think he cares much as far as like the competitions, like like Vincenzo said, you know, he stayed on Senegal. He didn't go to France. Hmm. He can go maybe to, I, I think the only team maybe right now, PSG to try to pair up with Ramos or something like maybe, but I don't want to see him go there, man. Like, like he's loved here. I think he's comfortable. I think he stays as well. I think he's. I don't think the team's gonna change much. Spalletti, like you said, he said I'm going to chain myself to him or whatever, something along those lines. Spalletti wants him. It's I mean, such a Spalletti quote, by the way. Like, dude, that that is freaking vintage Spalletti quote yeah. right there. That he wants him. He's made very clear who he wants to keep on his team, and I don't. And considering COVID and 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 you know about I, I think what fifty percent now with the stands and all that. Well, no, you know, Juventus is fifty percent. Everyone else is thirty-three percent. Did you guys see that? But was that official though? Because I don't I, know. I've read, I read other reports. Yeah, I guess. I, yeah. I, I hope the other reports are right because I <laughs> I read today that I every that. team is thirty-three percent except Juventus is fifty percent because their seats are larger. Or are something. larger? Yeah. I mean, you know what? You know what? Maybe that was bullshit, and I got yeah. duped. I hope it was. And if, if that was if that was fake news, I fell for it. You know, I was getting a special treatment to Juve, but no, I, I hope it's fake too. But either way, either way, I, I think th this is a, this is not just any player. Not to mention how difficult it is to find a center back of such quality. You don't just get rid of Koulibaly and then 
put in somebody else. It doesn't. It, it's it's not going to happen. You know, it's 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 a hard hard thing to replace, and and that's why. Based off of that, I think ADL will probably get into the market and Spalletti because it has something to do with yeah. it. But I, I think the team, for the most part, stays more or less the same. The only thing we're going to be selling is those little pieces that we have that went on loan or like uh, what, what's that guy? Um, like a few guys that we had loaned out. We'll probably end up selling them. But the core of the team remains the same, and I think Spalletti wants that. And I think ADL don't mind. Well, and let's stay. Let's stay on the Spalletti tip because there are a couple big topics I want to make sure we cover, and one of them is the appointment of Luciano Spalletti. Uh, I think that um, I, I, I like it when managers get to take a sabbatical because I think it can really help recharge the batteries and come up with some new ideas. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how Spalletti does if he just hits the ground running with Napoli and. Obviously, uh, I'm an Inter supporter, so I know Spalletti pretty well. Uh, if there are any Roma supporters watching and listening, you know Spalletti certainly very well. Uh, he's got a lot of quirks. He's a very eccentric guy. I mean, on the one hand, he does, you know, he deserves a lot of praise for the work that he did stabilizing Inter for two seasons. There were certain things tactically that I was a little bit disappointed with in Spalletti, just the the, the just the the overuse of the crosses, but I also recognize honestly, uh, Spalletti is walking into a better team at Napoli than he walked into at Inter. Like, there's no question in my mind because uh, you know the, the the depth that Inter currently have on their squad and they had last season, most of that was added in the Conte era uh, after the Spalletti era. So he actually did some wonders with a very thin squad when he was on on Inter. So I, I feel like this Napoli squad is pretty ready-made for him. Uh, and so, you know, Vincenzo, I'll start with you on this. Sure. Your thoughts on the Spalletti appointment and, you know, how much farther can he take Napoli than what Gattuso was able to do? Well, Gattuso is a whole other issue because we had the really unfortunate crisis because I think without that, I think most of us, I know uh, Rafa agrees, he would have finished in the top four mm-hmm. uh, had that not happened. So... Uh, but but what's done is done. The, the the marriage has ended in a divorce with Gattuso, so we have no choice but to move on. And I'm an, I'm an optimistic, uh, positive uh, Napoli fan. I like to get behind the coach no matter what. But I, I'm I'm I was never you know dying for Spalletti. Now that he's the coach, you know I try and be objective. Uh, I think that the three objectives that ADL wants is to keep the core of the squad. Uh, to lower the wage bill and to finish in the top four. Uh, so, and, and I think Spalletti is happy with the core of the squad. Um, as you're saying, it's one of the best teams he's ever been able to coach. Although your point with Inter, I'm not sure. This is definitely a better squad than he had with Inter, but not necessarily within the context of the league because all of the teams were not as good at, if you look at that year. And it was all, you, know, you know what I mean? And, and they were touted as being able to fight for um, the league before both of those seasons started. And in both of them, he only qualified on the last day. But he qualified, and us Napoli fans would have taken qualification on the last day. So um, I think it's ready-made for him as far as at least we fit the 4-2-3-1, which he's pretty much always played. I think we, we, we suit his tactical system. But like you mentioned, Alex, I wasn't that impressed with his stint at Inter. I thought he was a little bit stale. I thought that the patterns of play were repetitive, always crossing to the the wingers and and going in. 
Um, but he may have been hampered by having to cater to Icardi, who's a very one-dimensional, brilliant finisher, but he doesn't have much else to his game, unlike Osimen, who I think is very underrated as, in, in so much as the, his ability to actually play with the others and bringing people in. I think Osimen's um, passing and, and, and that is, is very underrated. People think of him as just a finisher, but we're going to see this year that this guy is a, is a true baller. Uh, and I think that with that, Spalletti has a lot more to work with. Um, I hope, like you said, he's had that sabbatical. He comes back. He he looks at where he went wrong from a personal point of view because the only thing that's going to stop this team finishing top four is an injury or a personality crisis. I don't see the injury crisis happening two years in a row, at least to that extent. And I think we have a better handle on the COVID situation. The league won't be as jam-packed. So I think that he just needs to keep the group psychology um, healthy and not have silly clashes as he has a, had a tendency to do in the past. Keep his yeah. ego in check. This is his last chance with such a great squad. And I hope he comes in and we see the Spalletti of old, maybe even a little bit of the, you know, where he, where he really showed his genius was in his original stint with Roma. So if we can see some flashes of that style of play, I think we can have a very exciting team who's ready to go. And I expect us to finish in the top four at the very least, because I think we have at the worst, the third best squad, if not second best squad in the league. Yeah, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Manny, uh, you, you want to jump in on Luciano Spalletti? No, I mean, listen, uh, last week when I talked about the club, I actually referred um, to him at his time with Roma. To me, listen, no matter what manager you are, to try to handle that Icardi won the situation. No matter, listen, if you're a coach of Ronaldo, Icardi, um, you know, not really much a Messi, I guess, but still, when you have those those players that have that type of power, it's kind of difficult to actually have a voice for a full, you know, for like a full week per se. So um, that that's plus, I think, what that's why I plus said my time with him seeing him at Roma, I saw and I kind of witnessed it because I did see them play here when Roma came in that season per se. And then just to see what he can do with these type of guys, with this type of players that like, I think Vincenzo said it best, the style fits the tact, the, the whole tactical way of just playing the game between the one minute through the 90, whether you're down one, nothing or you're, you're, or you're up one, nothing or you're tied. It just fits. It fits in the way that, like I said, you need Exigna to be there. You need Kubali to be there. There's no way, that these players that we've talked about for the last 50 minutes or so, they're not a part of this plan with Spalletti. And like I said, Spalletti has, I think, one of the most greatest opportunities to finally not have that pressure of saying, well, I have to rebuild to win or the pressure of saying I have to win because I have a bunch of egos slash one ego with Cardi <laughs> per se that I'm going to get um basically looked upon if we don't win well i know i'm fired no he doesn't have that he has the full leverage of saying this is me this is my notebook i'm writing the story and i trust the guys that are on this team wearing this jersey and i think that's the type of mentality that if you're a napoli fan you want going forward last year it's i i can listen i can not even imagine what these guys felt not being able to make Champions League by one point, man. That 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 you know. Listen, I'm a Ralph fan. I've been around. Don't remind us, please. Well, <laughs> Ralph, you know, and by the way, I felt like a Napoli supporter that day because I wanted so badly for them to get in, and Juventus to be out. So my heart was yeah. broken. 
Yeah, but it's 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 like I said it before. It's clear they're still like, outside oh, Sao Paulo asking uh, Alex. Yeah, by the way, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> There sorry, you go. I'm sorry, it, man. It, go no, no, you did good. It's clubs like Napoli that don't have that power like a Juve. They say, "Well, if we saw somebody for eighty, we could bring somebody in for 90. It doesn't happen. You got to be able to work with what you have, and you have to be able to. It's more of a business mentality. It's not like you know Napoli is going to get that extra funds per se you know, of a player because it is what it is. And so, I think this is such an amazing opportunity not only for the club but for Spalletti to actually not regenerate himself but to actually win. Right. And what story would it be if Napoli doesn't make a top four, man? It's a total catastrophe. Let's be honest. If Insigne says, there's no excuses for this team that what we've seen with this manager and other clubs has done, again, not with Inter, no offense, not with Inter, mm-hmm. that this team cannot compete against the best in this league. And man, it, it's just, I think it's a perfect opportunity for all players involved, especially with Insigne, in which you're coming off a Euro. You're going into a mindset which I know I'm, I'm I'm hoping that he's excited to play with a manager like this that's going to open it up for him, that's going to give him the time and space that, you know, that he just saw playing with Italy. And it, it just fits so well. There's no reason why Napoli should not have a successful season. My successful season is like, we you know, we've kind of said here, it's to make the Champions League. You need those extra funds, man. You need those extra funds. You want to be able to keep players intact, keep guys that – you know, whether you're from Napoli or whether a guy like Kubali who came in, as Rap said, for only seven mil, but I'm sure he's he's now in a in a situation where he has a family, wants to stay stable. And listen, if Napoli fans are badging him for one or two games, whatever, they obviously don't know soccer. I'm sorry. Listen, there's so many games involved, man. <laughs> it's more than just Serie A, bro. There's this Coppa Italia. There's all, all, a bunch of stuff. But I feel like it's a perfect opportunity for all involved to actually – go ahead and compete and win something because I think that's the main goal, no matter what. And that's why he was brought in. I'll go to Raf Biz next on Spalletti. Uh, your thoughts on the appointment and w- what can he do that uh, Gattuso couldn't do for this squad? Well, I, I think I'm going to start with something that Vincenzo said earlier about ego. I mean, I don't know if you noticed, but the past, like his between his press conferences and just the way he's addressing the fans, addressing the press, and even how he speaks about ADL, he's kind of treading real lightly. He's not trying to piss anybody off. I think he's being, I guess, democratic, if you will, or di- diplomatic. Not democratic. <laughs> diplomatic. <laughs> he could be a Republican. Who knows? No, but I think he's being a little bit more. Di- he could be. Uh, uh, I think he's being a little bit more diplomatic. I don't think he's. He wants the city. He knows. He must know that he needs the city, the fans, on his side. He knows that he can't piss off ADL because ADL don't care. He's like, he'll, you know, he'll buy Felicia. He don't care, ADL. And I think he's doing that well. You know, he, you saw the new trainers that he made that, you know, non devi molare, sempre con te, all that. He, he, he's really trying to play into the fans. He's really trying to gain his approval. And I think he wants to fit in and do his thing. Napoli is one of those places, what, what I love about Napoli and the city in itself is that you don't bring your ego here. It's it's gonna get checked and it's gonna get checked hard. Manny, take notes. I know you, you know you have to be careful with the egos of Napoli because that's somebody <laughs> who's just as wild that is gonna get you back. And 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 I think it sounds like that. the fellow Yankee fans. Right, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. You know our roles in the Bronx, you know, in the South Bronx. But but plus 
also, you know, you don't have that Accardi. I don't think we have a team full of egos. I think we have a team full of cool guys that like to play soccer together and have a great time. Look at Mertens. Mertens, ultimate team player, even in senior. Ozanem looked like he's having a lot of fun out there. Who else? I mean, uh, the, the rest of the team is pretty much gelled. Now, as far as, like, how they're going to come out the gate, I think they'll be okay. Reason being is because Gattuso played that 4-2-3-1 mainly with the team. And we all know, because Spalletti said it, that his base will be the 4-2-3-1. We saw a little 3-4-3 in the um, uh, the exhibition games and all that. But we know he's probably going to start off at that formation. Now, considering the team has played for the past year and a half 4-2-3-1, it should, shouldn't be much of a transition for them. They, they should fit right into what he wants to do, and they should be okay. Now, as far as, like, we're not going to get crosses into OCM all day long. We're not going to see that, like maybe we saw a little bit with Icardi and Inter. We'll see crosses, but I think they're going to be a little bit lower. Uh, he also said that he wants to see the team be cheeky. He, he mentioned that in his first press conference. So I, you can, we can expect the team to maybe, you know, have these quick little passes on the ground and, and try to develop plays. There's plenty of people on this team that can score. He needs to utilize everybody. You know, Insignia can score. Lozano can score. Politano can score. Zielinski can score. All these guys can score. So I think for the most part, Spalletti is plug and play. And the yeah. fact that he is trying to gain approval for everybody, whether it be the president, whether it be the team, and whether it be the fans, can kind of give you a signal about where his ego is and how that may not have much of an effect with Napoli. So I think it'll be okay. What do you think, Rafa? So I, I've i been really, like, kind of studying Spalletti lately, you know, like – I know he has the history with Roma and, you know, the, the long spell with them. And he went to Zenit and won a few titles there and, and what have you. But I've been really looking at, at Spalletti since he came back to, to Serie A. Um, and at first, I wasn't really convinced about Spalletti. I mean, I, I, I'll go on and say I was against it. I, I wanted to keep Gattuso. I thought Gattuso needed a fair season, a fair shake, a normal season, not one that was rushed, not one that was finished, you know, because of COVID in the, you know, with 12 games in the span of like, like eight weeks. Um, and I wanted to see him really get a really like a, like a, like a, a fair shake, you know, like a, like a real Mercato, a real season with real fixture lists, you know, and um, we didn't get to see it, and that sucks. But thank you, Christopher. Don't what up, Chris? Um, but, uh, but you know what? It's done. It's dusted. I'm not hanging on to that Napoli-Verona game. I don't care anymore. It's done. Um, so Spalletti, for me, like, again, I wasn't convinced. I still wasn't convinced after he got appointed. But someone said, look at his strikers um, in the past – with, you know, that Roma team that he came back to and then Inter. Okay, so he joined – I'm going to delve into some of the, the history here. He joined Roma in the middle of the season, right? Right in the middle of the season from Rudy Garcia in 2015-16, right? He he drew one match. He lost to Juve 1-0, and then he went unbeaten. And he took a team that couldn't buy a win for 10 weeks 
and got them to the Champions League two points behind Napoli, including in 1-0 Napoli, win over Napoli in the 89th with Niangolan. And that was a Saudi Napoli that was like, like reaching for the title. That was the, the, the Higuain season, right? Mm. The season after, the season after, he took Roma to second place, four points behind Juve. And if I could remember, this was the season that, that Milik got injured and Mertens went off on a scoring spree. We had four, four goal scorers with double digits that season. The only team in a top five of Europe to do that. But what he did with Roma was he had the leading goal scorer with Edin Dzeko and second second in the league in assists in um, – and I forgot who it was. I had it here, but I forgot who it was, right? Then he went to Inter, okay? And and with Inter, um, Icardi got the Capo Canoniere that season. Yep. And Handanovic was second in the league with 17 shutouts. And and in the net and, and made the Champions League last day of the season, of course. But in the next season after that, no top scorer, no top assist man, but another 17 clean sheets with Handanovic. And that led the league that season and another Champions League spot. So he can do it all. Like the fact that he has Ossiehen now, who's gonna be fit, who's coming into the season fit, mind you. He came into the season. Last year, after having not played with with um, Leal since March from COVID because they canceled the season, right? So he was rusty at the at the match, rusty. You know what I mean? He 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 had a slow start. Then he got injured with Nigeria. Then he came back and had COVID. Then he had an, a, a concussion. And towards the end of the season, Aussie men blew up. You guys know. So you're gonna have okay a fresh Aussie man who hasn't played in any competitions all summer, who's ready to go. Who's gonna, who's gonna be the top scorer of the league. I don't care what anyone says. He will be the top scorer of the league this season. And you have Spalletti who plays similarly to what Gattuso played. And like I, like everyone else here said, I got a Spalletti who has a better team now with Napoli than he did with Roma and with Inter in the last, you know, in this past spell here. Now, I really like what Alex, what you brought up was that his two-year sabbatical. This guy, this guy has probably been sitting back, studying the Italian game, studying to see, hmm, what team can I pick? What team can I pick? And we all know ADL, uh, us, us, well, most of us know ADL, um, as to be a very calculated person, right? He knew Spalletti was going to be the manager in March or April, just the same way as he knew Ancelotti was going to be the manager when when he was on the outs with Sadi. Okay, so Spalletti knew he was getting this team. I guarantee you, Spalletti was studying this team and studying how he plays versus how Gattuso played, how he's going to integrate this team in. And I got a bomber like like. You know, like Victor Osimhen on this team with support from Lozano, Mertens, uh, Insigne, you know, Zielinski, uh, Fabian, possibly a bang in defense in Koulibaly and, and Manolas, a great backup in, in Ramani. We need help on the left back, yes, but we also have Medet, who's going to be our starter now, and with all the potential in the world, all the potential in the world. Now, he'll forever be number two behind Donnarumma on the national team, and that's fine. I'm fine with that. 
but but Meret is definitely second best keeper, probably now best Italian keeper in the league since Donnarumma's gone. And and we will see clean sheets, we will see a lot of goals, and we will see Napoli in fourth place this season. I'm gonna say fourth, but I think we could go higher. I think we could. I agree. Now, now Scudetto. No, I don't think Spalletti's the guy to win the Scudetto unless we make the necessary moves that we have to make. Spalletti can can win a Scudetto, but I don't see it happening with the team we have right now. If we don't make any kind of moves, best fourth place. Jerry, I'll give you the last word on Spalletti. I'm sure you're a huge fan of his after his time spent at Roma, but how much noise do you think he's going to make this season in Napoli? Hold on, you're muted. Yeah, I'm mute. Stay that way, Jerry. Damn it, you damn Lazio fan. Oh, you cannot judge oh, oh. it. Shut up, idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're on my show, buddy. Actually, our show. Sorry. Uh, we hold the fucking rules here. All right? Only Alex can tell me what to do. You understand this? I don't even try to do that, bro. I, I stopped telling Jerry what to do a long time ago. <laughs> no, but uh, I'm just joking. At that time when he was with manager of Roma, I wasn't even watching football. I was... Didn't have access to like Dazzin and all that crap, man. Then, eh? I was watching exactly hockey was primarily what I really cared about. That's why I never, I never act like someone who knows everything because I read a lot of books to catch up and understand like players, management, how they were, all that stuff. Um, I started watching what I, I used to watch more when I was in the nineties with my father. Uh, maybe uh, Vincenzo would know more when they used to do the out-of-town scores on the corner. I, I forget what it was called, though. Um, Justin Bell goal? Yeah. like, so or, like yeah. During the Atlanta? Uh, yeah. You're watching on, on Rye International. Yeah. Like, I, I, I would watch my dad. Yeah. And, and it always go, it, like, William Tell. And then you're watching all the goals. I used to watch half the last two games on my phone checking their scores because I never had, like, online access to all this stuff. Like, I didn't know, like, the good sites to find until recently, like, past seasons. But in terms of Napoli, I'm going to – go based on what I know currently and what I think they can win the Scudetto first off. I think they have a, a strong team without doing anything in the transfer market. Mm. Um, I think the biggest downfall would hurt them is similar to like Atalanta. If Atalanta sells Christian Romero, they are not a top four team did. anymore. I is thought it, they did. It's not, it's not official. I, okay. I have not seen anything really? official. They turned okay. down. I read down. I read that they turned down fifty million from Tottenham, and they want yeah. more than fifty million. Good for them. If you can play your cards like that, and you're no need to sell your player, and you can make more than fifty million, you go to Lotito way, and you fucking try to get every single penny for your best player. Do it because you're in no. There, there ain't no desire need to like. There no need to sell them. I don't know why they want to sell them in the first place. But let's just compare. Romero goes. Kulabali goes. All of a sudden, if if not going what if that even came up and they sold Koulibaly, this team's no longer a top four team for me. Um, it's a big drastic change because your back line has a massive hole to replace. Going back to Atalanta, you take out Romero. They're 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 not even a top four team anymore either because that whole lot that whole back line is so dependent on Romero. Like I think they're both similar in a situation where like look at last year. They struggled without Koulibaly in the lineup. I know that some of the stats were good where they won a few games, but they lost him in the latter part of the year. 
Now you lose him for a whole season. That's that's kind of hard to replace, man. Like, I, it's just me though. I, I I just think that a guy like Koulibaly is so hard to replace because you don't get guys like that. Sure, they get fifty million. Say, what are you doing with the fifty million though? It doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna bring a guy in who will replace Koulibaly similar. And that's the same like Lazio, where we've kept Milinkovic Savage for five years now, and you can sell him for hundred million, but what does a hundred million really bring you back yet? Like you don't know if if the player you bring in will be equivalent to that player's skill set. Um, I, I I like their chances. I think their 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 roster alone is good. You're gonna get a healthy Victor Osimhen, where I don't know why people look at the dollar sign of how much it costs them to get him. Guys, in today's football world, it doesn't you're not gonna get players for 10 million and think that you're gonna have a superstar. You have to pay to get a good player. Credit to Napoli last year where everyone's panicking that they haven't done a move this summer. But let's remember the last three transfer markets, they've been active. They've been the most active team of all Italian teams. Say it again so the people in the back can hear you. No, Jeff. but AD, ADL is still a papone to a lot of He's people. still a papone, right? Uh, we we right. broke our record every every year every the last year. Season. Yeah. Every season. Season. Like, I don't I, think there's a disagreement here. I think we all agree. Yeah, we're all like, like, like I think the worst thing they can do is sell a player just for the sake of wanting for the fans to make some money to bring in to buy players. No, you don't do that, man. This is a good roster. It's built chemistry it's been able to play together there are so many problems last year and it's not Gattuso's fault last year everybody's saying Gattuso all oh, oh this is yeah it is an upgrade over Gattuso but at the same time you can look at the last game of the season and what happened and yeah okay the, the reactions of the players the next day you know what man they're human if anything I would like to see those players next day just move on and not hold on to that as a grudge and say, oh, my God, what we lost yesterday. Like, oh, no, You, in a way, it's a positive because you move on. Next year is a new chapter. You have, you can't have these players think about it in the back of their head. Oh, we lost that last game of the season. What happened? They know. They know they should have won the game. They know it was in their hands. They're not stupid. You do, But you don't want a demoralized team going into the next season where they're still thinking about tying Verona. It, it's it's not what you want. But, but like, in, in terms of ADL, he's done a great job in the last three seasons. Yeah. And you can't ask for more. He's been able to retain Koulibaly. He's been able to retain Insigne. I, I compare him to Lotito in, in ways where he's been able to keep his best players. I give him more credit compared to Latito because he's been able to add players on top of his good players. He's add Victor Osiman, like I said earlier, where, you know what? He didn't play a full season last year. Let's see what he can do now in a full season under a more, I don't want to disrespect Gattuso, but a more competent manager where he, he understands the footballing tactics. He knows how to get players to another level where he's showing an enter, where he, he saved the team in a crisis. Um, Plus with that extra year under his belt now, where he's more acclimated to the league. Yeah. That, like, that comes into play. But like, even, even last year, Jerry, he was, he was averaging pretty much a goal a game. If you just look at when he played. So, yeah. I mean, you can say what you want about the upgrade over Gattuso, but if you scoring, if he scores a goal a game under Spalletti, that would be about the same statistics as, as this past year it would just be hopefully that he's healthier. 
No, right, absolutely. Right. The, the scoring will come, but I think that he'll be able to adjust his game, maybe play in different ways, uh, be more sure. uh, open, versus so young. Yeah, like, I, and, uh, like I'm just saying, I'm not disrespecting Gattuso. I think that Gattuso will be able to get him at a high level as well, but Spalletti is just more tactically smarter. Uh, we've seen Gattuso where he gets limited in his in his style of managing. I don't know. Maybe Alex can piggyback on, on Spalletti after he knows him better, but like – Guys, don't Napoli fans, because I know Napoli fans are listening to this show. Do not panic about Napoli. This is a top four team, in my opinion. I think I agree. I think that they are in a better position right now than Juve is heading into the season. For God's sake, people, one, bro. I, don't I don't care, that. man. They still uh, have. I'm sorry, I, know, I, I, think, I, agree. I for I sure, I for sure think that they're in a better position than Inter are. I, 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 I don't really trust. Uh, Inzaghi with Inter. I'm not. I'm not a huge on Inzaghi with this team. Um, you know, obviously Lukaku is great, and they have a great team. But selling Hakimi was a big mistake, if you ask me. Um, you know, and honestly, I just don't think Inzaghi is the guy that's going to take Inter to another Scudetto or do something in the Champions League. I just don't. I'm sorry, Jerry, because I know you have an emotional tie to Inzaghi, and he was great with Lazio. I just don't know if he's going to do with Inter. So that's why I said fourth, but possibly third, mm-hmm. you know, maybe even second for Napoli. I, I, I'm not I'm not convinced that we could win a Scudetto with him, but I do I, – I really do – I mean, listen, I, you talked about, you know, Napoli and ADL doing well. I mean, other than Juventus winning nine straight titles, there's been no other consistent team in Italy – than Napoli. Well, I don't care if it's in the era right. of suck ass teams and now everything's getting good. <laughs> we we've finished top top five in eleven straight seasons now. No, no, but besides top one three. season, but top well, no, top three, yeah, but well, it's seven three. out of ten years. I yeah, think top, to top, top top three, but at least top five right. in all eleven besides besides one, which was seventh place, but we won Coppa Italia to get to Europe. So. We finish in Europe. We're the we're the we've got we are the most we we have the most consecutive seasons finishing in Europe in Italy, even more than Juve because our European ventures started before Juve won their Scudetto for the first of the nine. So uh, anybody could slag off on ADL all they want, but even at eighty million, Osimhen was a good purchase because five years from now we can sell him for. 200 million. You know what I mean? And and that's how he works. He buys and he sells. It's fine. But but th- nobody can really, you know, downplay Napoli's transfer strategy. They've been able to make superstars out of nobody and they've been able to capture, you know, a a, a random star here and there too. Um it's just got to come together and you know s- s- f- first things first we got to get back to the Champions League. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are going to be upset by me saying you know, let's not focus on winning the Scudetto first. Let's focus on at least getting back to the Champions League because we have to build from here. We have to build Spalletti's team from this season forward. And to not make the Champions League three in a row, I've said this since we didn't make I've said this since we didn't make it, you know, in 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 COVID season. Said it on the rant, I remember. Once I can live with twice pushing it. Three is a disaster. 
So we have to make the Champions League this season. I, I, I know just, everyone wants to win the Scudetto. Everybody wants the yeah. title. I get it. I get it. I get it. We all do. Everybody here wants to win a Scudetto. But now, I, I, I want to get it. I want to go around the table on one more thing before we got to wrap it up. And it's something we've all been hinting at here. So I want to close it out with everybody's predictions on top four. And uh, I, and, and if for whatever reason anybody doesn't have Napoli in the top four, let me know where you see them finishing. I'll go through mine quickly, guys. Um, hate to say it, but I, I do think uh, Juventus are going to get back to the top of the league, and I say that with respect to Max Allegri. I think he's going to make a huge difference. I think the upgrade of going from Pirlo, who was in way over his head, drowning last season, really had no business you know, coaching the Juventus first team as his first managerial job. It wasn't fair to him. Uh, so I think Allegri is going to make a gigantic uh, difference. I see Juventus winning the league. I do see Inter finishing second with respect to everything that Rafa said. Um, obviously, I, I do have certain question marks about Inzaghi, but I do think it it it's, it helps him that he's walking into a team that's built to play his formation in a 3-5-2. I think that's going to be helpful to him. Losing Hakimi does hurt. Uh, anybody who listens to my daily doses of Inter knows how depressed I've been over losing Hakimi. It's it's something I'm, I'm going to be back in therapy for very soon. Uh, but if it is, and there's there a lot to come left in the transfer market, but if he really is the only major outgoing, uh, and it also depends on who they quote-unquote replace him with or who the next right wing back is, but I, I am going to conditionally have Inter finishing second. I do have Napoli finishing third. I am, I am, uh, I'm drinking the Napoli Kool-Aid to an extent. I'm not thinking Scudetto, but I'm thinking a solid top four finish. And then I, I think I have Milan squeaking into fourth with Lazio a close fifth and maybe Roma 19th or 20th. I, I thought I could uh, make Jerry happy with that comment. So, yeah, so so my top four is going to be Juventus, Inter, Napoli, and Milan. And Milan probably, like, squeaking in final match day in dramatic, dramatic fashion in the top four. So I'll go around, around the table on people's top four predictions. What do you think, Vincenzo? Well, the, the top three, I think, are going to be Juventus in first and then Inter or Napoli second and third. That's what I think. It could go either way. Um, I do think that Inzaghi, you could have done worse. If Conte was going to leave, there would have been a lot uh, worse um, appointments. However, my only worry about Inzaghi at Inter is, is he Conte light? Is he? Too, is do the players see him as a diet coke of Conte? Um, and <laughs> if that, that if that is the case, then then I could see more of a drop off, more yeah. to do with Conte than than with uh, than Hakimi. To be honest, I think Conte is the bigger loss uh, than anything. Um, and then that fourth spot is you can I can I can argue for. Roma, Lazio, Milan, or Atalanta. I can I can really make an argument for all of them. Historically speaking, you got to favor Atalanta right now. Oh, over Jesus. The last I, 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 do, I, how did I forget to put that? That makes it tougher. You yeah. know what? Uh, I didn't mention Atalanta. Sorry, Milan. I've got Atalanta fourth. I, I'm I'm changing my vote. <laughs> I've got I've got Juventus, Inter, Napoli, Atalanta, Milan fifth. Sorry. Yeah, my, my thinking is. I, I do think that Mourinho is going to do better at Roma than a lot of people think, but getting them to fourth is going to be tough. It depends on on if they make signings. If with the squad right now, I don't think he can get them to fourth. No, and they because lost of the Locatelli. Teams ahead. Pardon? I mean, uh, uh, Spinazzola. Yeah. Right, but they have yeah. Zaniolo coming back. Mm. 
if they sign a striker like an Icardi, then I could see them pushing for fourth at the most. That would be their ceiling. Lazio, again, I think Sari is an upgrade. Um, but the only problem is I, I, it's going to take some time to adjust from a, a, a counter-attacking 3-5-2 to a possession-based 4-3-3. And although I'm not an Immobile hater, I don't think that Sari's uh, system of play is the best for him to flourish. So it's it's tight, but I'm going to favor Atalanta. So I'm going to say Juve, Napoli, Inter, Atalanta, my top four. What do you think? Uh, well, let's go to uh, Rafa Rispo first. What do you think? Unfortunately, Juventus is going to win the Scudetto. No. Um, it's the Max Allegri factor. That's who I wanted on, a, uh, you know, as a manager. There was a lot of talk of Allegri coming. Me in. too. <laughs> I wanted him big time. Um, so because of that, and you know, Ronaldo's Ronaldo. You know what I mean? And they have Chiesa, and you know, you have Bonucci and Chiellini coming back from the high of the Euros. Like, like I don't know. I I just feel like it's in the cards. I hope I'm wrong. So, but I will go Juve one. I'm going to give Inter the benefit of the doubt and say Inter 2 because uh, of what you said about the 3-5-2, Alex. I think that's a that's a that's a that's a really smart, you know, prediction. Um even though I just kind of said that I think Inzaghi isn't going to take Inter, you know, I mean, he's not going to win the Scudetto, I don't think, but you know, 2 I think is is respectable second. Uh I think he'll get them out of the Champions League group stage for the first time in 3 years. I mean, that that would be I agree. something, right? They're going to be at first um, pot, which is going to help. The, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, third, third, I'll go Napoli. I can say Napoli confidently in third place. I think might be a distant third, but it'll be a third place finish. Fourth, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm waiting for the spoke on the wheel to fall off for the Atalanta train, dude. I don't think at some point Atalanta's got to come back down to reality. I just don't. I don't see it happening forever. Um, so I'm going to say Lazio. And here's why. Because I think I think from what I've seen in some preseason highlights, they're already getting it. I think that I, – I, I, now, mind you, I, I, I can no longer stand Sadi anymore. I, I can't deal with him anymore. But he's not a bad manager. If his, if his team stays healthy and get, they get on the right track – they can finish top four. You know what I mean? The problem with Saudi is, Jerry, he has no plan B. He has no plan B. If if you get a major injury, you're screwed. If you're down in a match, you might be screwed. There, He does plug-and-play substitutions like you'd never believe. Like, like If he does substitute. <laughs> his bench is going to be the most – He's going to have the most – No, he's going to have the most – He's gonna have the most pissed off bench you'll ever wanna you'll ever want <laughs> dude uh, it's just the way he operates. But but if Lazio stay healthy, I see them going to fourth. So I'll go Lazio or um I don't have high hopes for Milan. So I'll go Lazio or Atalanta. Well so, since uh since Rafa brought up Lazio, I'll go to Jerry next. Uh Jerry, what's your top four prediction and where do you see Napoli in that mix? Here's a problem. How many more weeks are left in the transfer market? Uh-huh. Yeah, about another month, right? It's another six weeks. I'm going to go with Inter is going to win the Scudetto. 
because I'm going to do what everyone should be doing with Inter, what they do with Juventus for the last nine years. You respect the champions. You respect the people who won the Scudetto with that team. Think about if that was Juventus who won the Scudetto last year. Everyone would be like, oh, Scudetto's good. Juventus 11th Street. No, you make a good point. I'm going to respect Inter because they are the champions, not because it's Simone Inzaghi. That, that's how I look at it. He is... He's taking over the winning team. But like you guys said, only one change. Do I think that Inter can win it again? Absolutely. I absolutely think they have it. I'm just concerned about the wing back position because it's a massive downgrade versus what Lazio has. Where you, if it, let's just compare, if Lazio was playing a 3 5 2 and Inter is playing a 3 5 2 and they're playing against each other. All of a sudden, Lazio's got the advantage. You got Marisic on the left. You got Lazio on the right. I think that those you two got right- Marisic, We got Perisic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I just think that without Hakimi, Lazio would have the upper hand on the wing back position. And is Di Marco I, with Inter now? Is, is he is, yeah, yeah. I, yes. I think I think he that's, could that's end up. Show. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be Di Marco and Perisic. One of the two. I think they'll both get a lot of. Playing time, I think that's going to be the top two. I'm just curious back. to see how he he manages the wing back position. And, and like and like Rafa said, sorry is actually similar to Inzaghi in a way, where they both don't they don't substitute their lineups. They stick with the same eleven, and that's it. That is so Inzaghi, where he he doesn't. Then again, Inzaghi's never had the depth to 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 rely on changes. He did it more this year. Maybe he knew that he was out the door and started experimenting. I don't know. I'm curious to see what he does with Inter. Does he make the bold decision to take off Lukaku in late in games and go with the plan B off the bench since they got better options than what Lazio did? This is where we're going to see the true colors of Inzaghi. What does he do now with a full squad at his disposal? at a team who may be spending some money this summer in order to kind of help him in certain areas if they make another sale. Who knows? I'm just going hypothetically, guys. I'm going to go with Inter first. I will go with Juventus second. And I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see with Allegri off for a season how he comes back and, and approaches this Juventus squad. And, guys, don't forget, Juventus didn't fix this midfield. This midfield is still a piece of trash. So, so as good as Allegri is, he's not the guy. He was he gonna do go on the field and is play Locatelli gonna come though? Like, is uh, that's the question? Who's to say he's coming? I, he I think he, I think he ends up getting there. I think they're doing this mafia shit where that's the Five only team, the only team he wants to go to. So they have all the leverage, and they're gonna you know final week of the transfer window. They're gonna make. I, I think he's gonna go there because the will of the player is so important with that stuff. Um, you know, and, and so Alex, I, I think Sassuolo. that's end up being the deciding factor. It's Sassuolo. Juventus get what they want that's from Sassuolo. Team. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Well, who's to say he even gets sold? Maybe Sassuolo holds him for a year, and they sell him next nah. summer. When no, teams this is the year, this is the year to tell to sell. Yeah. Rather, he yeah, he yeah. had the breakout. Absolutely. He had the breakout Absolutely. at the Euro. This is the oh, time to sell. Yeah. yeah, Well, Sorry. we'll see. I, no, no, no. It's fine, man. Don't bother me. Because Sassuolo is not going to risk. After watching what he did in the Euros, to say, well, if he, if he has a bad season, there's no way his value even stays to what it is right now. I doubt well, like that will wait. <laughs> I don't know, man. If it's, it's dragging on a lot, a long time, I don't know. If, I, you know what? I'm, and you I tell you guys, been, hey, Jerry, Jerry, have you ever been a fan of a club with a freaking president 
that in one second could tell you he's not going anywhere. And in the final hour for the final on deadline goes, he goes, oh, yeah, we got the player. And then in 12.05 a.m., oh, no, wait a minute. You, uh, UEFA saying that the fax return or whatever, it didn't go through. Well, hello, Real Madrid and, you know, and freaking Florentino Perez, dude. Like, trust me. like Manny, you know that that actually happened with Napoli and Sassuolo for um, Politano. <laughs> before, before, I mean, obviously, we ended up landing Politano through Inter, but, yeah. but, but, we we sent the fax, <laughs> and the fax didn't go through, and we missed out on Politano when he was with Sassuolo, oh. and uh, he ended up going to Inter in the next transfer window, and that's how we got him through Inter. But the same exact thing happened to us, where so yeah, welcome to. You know the same thing at Napoli. I know. <laughs> I know. Jerry, did you finish your top Ronald four? It was no. no. I, I love how I love how Jerry talked for like fifteen minutes and he didn't get past number two of the top four. <laughs> hey man, <laughs> I can keep going. Nah, I, this go whole because I, I, I don't I don't go with the trend. I go against the trend. That's why I, I go there against Juventus. Like, like last Inter. year, last year I made a top four <laughs> with Inter finishing first. I I literally <laughs> went on my timeline and squished. Just the top two to Juventus first, just to mush them, and it ultimately we did it. Do that again, like I, I don't want because you to mush the Inter. take I, Inter out of your top spot. Please. I will always put Juventus first just to mush them, but like guys, the midfield hasn't been upgraded. Artur has hurts. He's not going to be playing till November. Like there, there are question marks in this team. When like they haven't done anything at all, it's the same team that struggled under Pioli. Well, who's to say it's going to get better? Under Allegri, the Ramsey sucks. We know that. But Jerry, like, just just subbing Allegri for Pirlo, I hate it to does. say it. No, I, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. But that's 10, 12 points right there, in my opinion. Dybala's yeah. already hurt in preseason. Like, imagine this guy can't go. That, 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 that's a He's signal, man. Hurt. I'm sorry. That, 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 Allegri knows. Allegri knows how to win. Allegri knows how to win. He's in a comfortable environment. He might not get top spot, but I think there will be a huge jump. Even even if they don't sign anyone but Locatelli, and he'll play a front three of, of DiBala, Ronaldo, Chiesa, and, and Chie- he'll, Chiesa, he'll make good use. Have, Chiesa is going to have an even yeah. more monster season than he had last Absolutely. year. Absolutely, he's going to be tremendous. Kulusevski is going to have a bad season again because he's not going to yeah. be playing in his natural position. That's going to hurt him. I'm just right. curious. I, I I agree that Allegri is a top manager. Absolutely. But I love. I'm really curious to see what he does with this fucking dumpster squad. Um, I, I think this team's so overrated. I'm sorry, man. Like, I, I there are certain key players are are great. The lit is great. Chiesa is outstanding. Like, I, I just think that midfield is really gonna hurt them. And and I can't believe they're gonna go through another summer not addressing their biggest need. Like, it, I'm curious to see how he how he handles that. And third, I gotta. I, I like. I. I I'm going to go with Napoli because I, I would contradict myself if I didn't even say Napoli. I honestly think Napoli can finish first. Uh, I think in, in so many ways they're better, but we can all say that down the road or whatever. And fourth, I don't know. I, I, think not, I think personally Milan has taken a few steps back, even though they spent $60 million. Um, they They have done the signings they had to to – continue to keep those young players. I don't I don't think they've done it. I don't think their transfer market has been bad. It's been a good transfer market where they've been able to sign the players they have to. The problem is is that they're not spending money up and beyond to now add to the team. And that has to come with the second Champions League. Right. Like you don't just go 
earn one Champions League and think that everything's all saved. It mm-hmm. doesn't work like that. It takes consecutive Champions League, and I think they're going to struggle. Um, I think Lazio may get the four spot. I don't see Roma. I see Atalanta maybe. I'm going to put quite asterisk on Atalanta. If they sell Romero, top four is done. Absolutely, oh. top four is done. Like it's it's out of the equation. Who, who, that back that back line. Who do you depend on? Toloy and Gin City and who else? Like uh, that other f- big bum they have in the back end. I forgot his name. He's so bad. Um, Jerry, they, they've they've consistently been able to sell their best players, and and it's like rinse and repeat. Somehow, I mean, I somehow he makes it work. And no, you're right. You have, you have Muriel and and Zapata still up top. Uh, anyway. I just think it's that tough. last season Romero was like was like they found something to replace that back line and make it better and make the team right. better. You take out Romero and I, I credit Nima on his pod. He said it perfectly. Like you take Romero out, what does that back line have though? Like, like you know they're a bad defensive team. They can't keep goals out of the net without Romero. I, I just don't know what this team is. I agree with him. Yeah, you got that offensive line. That's great. You have that midfield. Great. You have the wing backs. Great. But now all of a sudden, you finally have a defense that has something that I can rely on. Can you imagine if Lazio got rid of Cherby today? What would they be like? Massive downgrade in that back end. Yeah. Massive hole now. Massive. Same situation. You, defense, you have that key guy in that back line that leads the line. And Romero's still young, but he, he's flourished under Romero. I saw under Gasparini. And I think if he, gets, if he gets sold to Tottenham, he's nowhere near the same player he was at the Atalanta. Massive, significant drop off because he, he he fits around a Gasprey. He's a Gasprey type player. But he's able to play that way. Um, I, it's still early. I'll go with Lazio just because, like what you guys said, um, they're building something respect. good there. Um, yeah, I know I've been rambling for a long time, but uh, yeah, this Harry. whole this whole Juventus <laughs> thing's got me going, man. And, I, and, I, and you know what? You know what? I, I swear, Jerry does this on purpose, where he's always. Know. He's more talkative in the back nine than the front nine because he loves trolling me because I go to bed at 1030 and Jerry like makes sure that we go to like 1045, 1050. He always sticks it to me because I'm a freaking loser who goes to bed. Even on weekends, sometimes I go to bed at 1030. I just want to add something quickly. Oh, God. It'll, it'll, it'll be quick. I, I, I'm actually – I always mad that Inzaghi left Lazio at the beginning. Because I saw somebody mention, I think it was Gerald. But you know what? At the beginning, I was really depressed that Inzaghi left. But now that you you, you said it perfect, Vincenzo. If it, you got a guy like Sari who comes in, but you need change. And after five seasons, it, it, it ran out where he ran out of ideas to help this team. Um, it's just sad that Lotito is spending money in spite because of the way Inzaghi left. But... Uh, whatever works, man, to get whatever gets the spending, right? Fuck. <laughs> I'll go to Rap Biz next. Uh, your prediction for top four. And by the way, for those in the chat who are asking about relegation, I do want to go through that in a later episode, like closer to the season, because I just thought like top four would just be more intriguing, like, you know, earlier on before the season starts. So we will get to that in an upcoming episode, I promise. But, uh, Raf, what do you think for your top four and where do you see Napoli? This, this is super, super tough question because considering what happened last year when places, what, like two through five literally came down to the last game of the season, I think we're going to see something similar next season. I think you're going to have seven teams gunning for four spots, 
And it's going to come down to who can beat who. Now, I'll say this much. I'm not sure who's going to be. I'll keep it short and sweet, but I'm not sure. I'm really, really I, – I don't know who to pick. I I think Lazio is going to be a dark horse next year. If Sadi can get that team to do what he wants and they can stay healthy and they click, Sadi can lend a lot of confidence to a player and can take that player to another level. I mean, we saw it in the practice when he uh, – who was it, Jerry? When he defended uh, somebody – Muriki. Yeah. Right. That's yeah, that's not, you know, yeah. you know, he went to Higuain and said, hey, if you play, we win. And that's exactly what Higuain did. And we, well, we didn't win at all, but we did pretty damn well. Top four. I don't, I'm not too impressed with, I'm not too crazy about Milan right now either. I'll give Lazio fourth because based on if Sadi come in and do the job. I'll give Napoli third because I think they want it bad, and I think their president and their coach is going to light that fire. They're going to make him get one of those spots. So I think we'll see Napoli up in there. I think we'll see Napoli up there. And I want to give Inter another spot. I like Lukaku. Outside of, like, Napoli, Lukaku is definitely one of my favorite strikers, and, and I think he can score more goals for this team, and, and, and that could be a difference maker, you know, when you need a goal here or a goal there to snatch some points. Juve, maybe, but there's also uh, Atalanta. I don't want to pick Juve first, you know. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll give. I, I fuck them, like, fuck them, like. I, I, I love it, man. <laughs> so sick of them, you know. Like I'm tired of Juve with the Good. first place. You know? fucking so, so fucking give it, a, give it to Inter. I don't care. Like, just, all right, but two in a row. But <laughs> let's do Inter. Uh, let's do. Um, what was the other one? Um, Inter I'll give you Juve. Inter Juve. Fine. Napoli three. I although I think Napoli can finish second if 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 they all. I was going to say the same thing. Really, I think they can finish first. I think I didn't want to jinx it. Like it, it's possible. We hate you know how the superstition is amongst Napoli fans, so we we we, we don't we don't say that. But honestly, to my you know just to give you know just to you know give the top four, it, it would be along those lines. But really, I don't think anybody really really knows. What the top four is gonna, let alone the top five, top six, it's it's tough. So yeah, let's do Inter, Juve, Napoli, and I'll give Atalanta a chance. I like or, it. Or, or Lazio, or Lazio. Yeah. I'll give I'll give Manny the last word. And Manny, isn't it funny? Is is you and I are both in Miami, and and Manny is even part of a supporters club for Inter Miami, so he goes to every game. When you hear these Napoli supporters <laughs> talk about when they talk about how great Gonzalo Higuain was at oh, Napoli in 2016, the 36 goals, the guy was fucking incredible. And now Gonzalo Higuain in Major League Soccer, like this guy shows up and thinks he can play with a cigarette in his mouth. Like it's, yeah. it's America and he's having a tough time, Manny. So when you hear these guys talking about Higuain, how does that make you feel? And then you can get into your prediction for top four as well. It hurts because even the Argentinians that we have in our supporters group just bash the shit out of them, which I think they, <laughs> they, they actually should. But me, I still think that the minute you had a family tragedy, man, yeah. It plays with you, dude. And but of course, you look at his brother. His brother is looks like he's twice his age, but his brother is actually sliding for the ball. He's creating chances. His 50-year-old brother is playing better. Gonzalo Iguain tries to make a run one-on-one. And what's the first thing he does? Changes from one side to another, trying to create that long ball. And I'm like, the man literally can't run. 
any more than probably 20 to 25 yards max speed without getting caught up. So, it, it, you know, like once again, yesterday we had a one nothing lead and he decides to lollygag his ass back to, back to midfield. And the center back that he was with, the center back goes forward. He doesn't follow him. He's like, well, I'm going to stay here at midfield trying to see if I can get, a, you know, me against the goalie type of scenario, like a Fernando Torres type of thing. And that center back is the one that creates the pass in and obviously the union score to tie it up. But enough of Gonzalo Wayne, man. Listen, his father was very nice to us after the game, and that's the guy that we would want on the field. All right, so let's go to the scenario. Um, I see this more as a game of chess, not checkers, and the many wonders that Jerry does to my mind. I wanted to pick um, Juventus first, man, but he made me realize something. Never underestimated heart of a champion. Never underestimate defending champions. And yes, while you may have a new leader on board, it's basically the same players in there. And I think they're the ones that are going to have most of the same. For that reason, I, I can't predict one through four, but I think it's going to be between Juventus and Inter for the Scudetto, followed by Napoli versus me, man. Napoli, maybe AC Milan, maybe Lazio for two. And then for the third and fourth spot, to me, it's just, it's, it's dude, it's too many teams. It could yeah. be Lazio, it could be Alza, it competitive could be league Roma. this year. Huh? I think it's going to be a very competitive it's league. It's very competitive, it's, man. It, it, it's yeah. something that I think if you're a All soccer fan, not a fan of Serie A, it should excite you. Because the one and two, yeah. you can probably say, Inter finally broke from that Juventus winning all the damn time, dude. And to me, that's what gives it such more exciting spot to it. And that's why, again, when Jerry said it, you never underestimate a defending champion. Yes, like I said, you have a new leader, but the team is particularly the same. What I think hurts AC Milan is Donnarumma. I understand oh, all these things that a goalie is not important. Listen, I played goalie for such a long time when I was younger. A goalie can stop one or two goals a game. Mm -hmm. You can score five or six, but if you give up seven or eight, those are crucial points that you're not going to get back. And I think that's what Ace Milan is going to be hurting, which that's why even though I put them in that battle with second, they might drop. Who knows? Um, you know, and I got to give Lazio, listen, their respect as well with Sari. Sari, I think he's learned from his times um, at Napoli and he's learned from his catastrophe time with Juventus, I want to say because to me, still, the goal there was to win the Champions League. It wasn't the Scudetto. It was to win the Champions mm -hmm. League, and they mm -hmm. failed. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, I see at position one, I can name one through four, man. But to me, it's it, Juventus versus Inter. Two, it could be Napoli versus Lazio. And then three, four, five, six, to me, it's just a game of chess and checkers. And I think what Jerry also mentioned earlier, does Atlanta sell the key players that they have, or do they stay the same? This might be their final year where they have the element of surprise. But going forward, I don't think it's going to happen like that. So that's my thing. Let's move on. I, I think once the season turns into mid-tables, I could probably see more of a clear picture. But like I said, right now to me, it's Juventus and Inter. And I think it's just a crapshoot going three, four, five, six, seven, maybe even eight. Who knows, right? It's a crapshoot. It's who can stay healthy, who has the right tactic to game in and game out, and who can get the most points. I think that's the whole thing. If Juventus is up by 20, right, I'm sorry. If Juventus is up by 10 points, maybe after maybe, you know, I want to say maybe 11, 12 fixtures, 
then I can probably say, well, no offense. With the firepower they have up front, no matter what fucking midfield they have, which I do agree, their midfield to me is is just as bad as Inter Miami. Um, you know, <laughs> then I could see Juventus winning it. But to me, this league, man, if you're not into soccer, this is definitely a time of of year for you to actually watch this league, man, because it's going to be competitive. Hopefully, if Juventus doesn't run away with it. I want to get have a- Alex. Yeah, I want I want to add something about sorry, and and it was about his press conference, which was really interesting. If anybody actually took the time to read about his answers, but the one thing that really kind of caught my attention as well was the when they won the scudetto with Juventus, they didn't go out to celebrate. Everyone, all the players went separate ways, and it really opened up his eyes of how when they won the scudetto, they didn't they just thought that because they were so good and won nine years in a row, there was nothing. They would just win next year. And sorry, he's like, why aren't we celebrating a Scudetto that we just earned? And we're fortunate to win this season. Like, he, he sees uh, – in that experience there where he didn't expect to get fired, he regrets leaving Chelsea because Chelsea didn't want him to leave. And, and they wanted him to stay there. These are things that – you take a year off and he's at home thinking, well, I just got fired by Juventus. I had the best job possibly. He, he knows. Didn't seem that he was going to be given the the, the, the the axe. And prior to that, is thinking, why didn't they stay with Chelsea in the first place? A team that I've won a Europa League. Now, like he didn't win there. He could have probably won with that team the next year if he stayed. Who knows what, how the, the, the transfer market would have gone. Who knows? Um, I, I just think that Sorry, he's the kind of guy where I'm kind of seeing that maybe he learned from his past season. He's trying Raul Maro, 18 years old in sorry, 18 yeah, 17 years old in training where he's he's using him reluctantly. He brought uh, Luca Romero, six 17 years old, on and trying him out. Like these are things that maybe Sorry didn't do in the past, where he's adjusting to. I think certain players, certain people. Will, will adjust based on their experiences and what they went through. Maybe he went to Lazio and that whole meeting he had with Letizio, which was a, a very long meeting before he signed. Maybe the meeting with Letizio and Tare kind of opened his eyes, to taking a different approach. Maybe he sees that, okay, he's not managing a Juventus where he has that billion-dollar wage line, where he, the million dollars where he can spend so much, and he has to alter and change the way he manages. Um I'm just saying maybe joining a team like Lazio will alter the way he manages and the way he approaches because it's not a big market team like Chelsea, Juventus, and maybe even Napoli at the time when he was there, or maybe not Napoli wasn't there yet. But, again, I'm just saying, like, these are things that can change you, right, as an individual. So I could be wrong, though. Well, with with Napoli, he finished in Champions League all three seasons. No one one else has ever done that. True. He goes to Chelsea. Everybody thinks he's doing so poorly. Where at Chelsea, meanwhile, he finished in third place. Got yeah, a third. got a, a to a to a cup final and then won the Europa League. Yeah. So he really didn't do that bad. And then but Rafa uh, Keppa was the real manager that season. Come on, Keppa was the real manager. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget. That. I really felt so bad for Saudi. No, same in here. That, dude, I did. I there, felt, man. He yeah. got abused. I, I, I mean, listen. It's just like I said. Sorry, wasn't what everybody, you know, I guess mostly Juve fans, because they, listen, we all know why he was brought in, why Ronaldo was brought in. But the amount of criticism that he got, let's be honest here, he's he's not the one on the field. 
And yet right. this team had so much pressure on top of him before he even arrived, you know? And I feel like if Lazio, I think Lazio is such in a great position to become his next club because he's had that time off. He, listen, we're all human beings, man. Sometimes at some point, the job you thought you really wanted and you got there was just, you weren't able to be you. You weren't able mm-hmm. to put your, you know, it, you know, it's like I knew from the beginning. I knew from the beginning that Saudi and Juve wouldn't. I, I called yeah. that they'd win a Scudetto yeah. because Juve won eight in a row at that point. Right. And 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 I could manage Juventus and Scudetto with Ronaldo on it, especially. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but no. I knew it. If you go back to my Far from Vesuvius podcasts when he was appointed manager of Saudi uh, of Juventus, I called it. That this would not last for a long time. That him and Ronaldo would clash. That if something happens, it's him that's gone, not Ronaldo. Right. I'm, I, I, I said, I said, I just don't see Saudi's ball at Juventus, and we really didn't see that. You know what no. I mean? They yeah. did enough to win the Scudetto. Had it not been for COVID, Lazio might have won the Scudetto. And yep. you know what I mean? Yeah. But, 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 be it as it may, he won the Scudetto. But it's not enough. It was not enough, and and that partnership was was doomed from the start, doomed right. from the start. So so you're getting a, a Saudi who needs to show that redemption, Jerry. You know what I'm saying? That redemption yeah. is going to be there. He will. I I, I mean, I'll go, I'll, go, I'll go and stamp fourth place to Lazio. I think I'm going to do it. Yeah. I think yeah, I'm going to give, I give I Lazio. Don't underestimate this ball. Yeah, don't underestimate yeah, yeah. these. With a little less pressure on him, I, I Sadi's low key. Remember, yeah. he's just a dude. Like before he coached Napoli, he was coaching like a, and he was like, coaching like a local kitty team. Yeah. But he before, coached before Empoli them, to like, place. Yeah. He coached Napoli to the highest, highest in the table ever. He knows what he's doing. He's just gotta. Everyone's gotta be. Uh, that's the thing is, everyone's gotta, gotta be on the team it. page. He will never have another team like he did at Napoli. He won't. Yeah. That that he struck gold with, with that Napoli team in 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 the the ninety one points. He struck gold, and it's he'll never have that again. But but he is good enough to finish in the top four. I do believe this season. I want to go around the table before we wrap it up. Give everyone a chance to promote your social media handles and anything you're working on, any projects. Vincenzo, we'll start with you, my friend. Thank you so much for making your first appearance on the show. Where can people find you? It's such an honor. You can find me on Twitter at VinBertillo. So V-I-N, my last name is B-E-R-T-I-L-L-O. And that's it. Reach me. Um, I'm pretty friendly. You can talk to me anytime, whoever Uh, you are. And as long as you don't talk shit about Napoli, you know. You have to be friendly. And that's it. Thank you again. It's a real honor to be here. Oh, it's our pleasure, man. You were awesome. We'll, we'll go to uh, to both both the rafts. Let's start with uh, with Raf Biz, my friend. Where can people find you? Uh, well, Twitter as well. Uh, at underscore. I'm sorry. At Raf underscore Biz uh, on Twitter. Uh, I also run the Couchonopoly Club USA. You can run Facebook mainly. You know, to to how we chat. Uh, and then of course the the Raf and Raf rant. Um, Catch us on YouTube, on Twitter. We're at Roth Rant. Uh, we're on Instagram as well. Uh, we usually go on Mondays. In the summer, it's been a little bit slower lately. We're taking kind of a break and things, uh, taking care of uh, you know personal lives and all that good stuff. But super, super excited for next season. Um, and we, you know, just getting better and better. And and me and Roth have a great time. And we invite everybody. You don't have to be Napoli Don. We have tons of people that come in there. So check us out there. Let's go from Raf to Raf. Rafa, where do people find you? At Rafanopoli83 on Twitter. Um, also, far from Vesuvius, uh, we're, we're trying to revamp that going around too. 
Um, You know, you can find uh, our audio only pods um, of the Raph and Raph rant on Far From Vesuvius Network. We're also going to start a Twitch channel with Far From Vesuvius very soon. We were supposed to do it twice. It hasn't happened yet. Um, But also uh, very soon I'm going to be releasing episode 1988-89 part two of the Maradona era chronicles that we recorded yeah we recorded it a while ago and I haven't had a chance to put it out but we're ready to release that and then record 8990 the second Scudetto which um doing some research we realize is Maradona's greatest season with Napoli of all time like I can't wait to talk to Frank about it Frank sidekick my partner um, that's coming up soon, but like Ralphie said too, I mean, we're devoting most of our time to Ralph, the, the Ralph and Ralph rant. And, uh, you know, we, we love servicing the Napoli community and, you know, just kind of shooting the shit, man, just nothing too tactical, technical, yeah. you know, just get on there and rant, you know, that's exactly what it's called. The rant. Yeah. So yeah, rant. Fo- follow me and, uh, let's chat. I love it. What, what about you, Manny? Where can people find you? You can find me on my Twitter down there at MannyC17 underscore. Also, you can find me on Five Reasons Sports Network on YouTube. I'm be, I do a lot of shows for everybody from all sports here in South Florida. Um, little little bit of everything. Uh, you can ask me anything on Twitter. I like talking soccer, mostly per se, um, except for the Olympic soccer. That's to me. When I wake up, I know everything already, so I don't really care. Uh, whatever the case is i mean listen after the euros in Copa america you can't convince me that that olympic soccer has my has my blood boiling at 3 a.m no i'm totally fine with that um so yeah there you go and and Jerry, uh, I know he you're always keeping busy outside of everything we do here Jerry, on the stop tweeting pictures uh, he's yeah. he's looking at uh, he's looking at chiro porn right now uh <laughs> No, he's finding a picture of Immobile. Good night, Johnny. I'm trying to yeah. I'm trying to decode this message from Akbar. Manyan, unlike Donnarumma, achieved something. He won championship with record clean sheet in five league. Um, did you forget that Donnarumma? He just won the fucking Euros. Like, come on, man. Don't, don't, don't. God forbid you I suggest like, Milan might drop off. I like Manyan, but I he's no Donnarumma. No, come on. No, absolutely no, not. And Donnarumma is so damn young, man. A man's going to be there for no. almost 20 years. Right, guy got another 20 years, right? He's the already book. been in the league twenty years. He got another twenty. Years. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I kind of like this guy. I kind of like this guy Akbar in the chat because he's triggering everybody. He's triggered me already because I see him in the chat saying Inter yeah, are going to be mid table. Uh, Who's he, the guy even fucking like? He, he said uh, he, he said Lazio are finishing. I think he said Lazio are going to get relegated and 11? Napoli are finishing eleven. So this guy's yeah, triggering I everybody. I, he's, I, a, I he's, a, he's a Milan. He's a Milan fan. He's a Milan. He went fan. from Adidas to Puma, bro. Get out of here. I, I, I think he's he smoked the fan. weed from uh, from before with those guys, huh? He yeah. misspelled he misspelled Giroud, but he says we have Giroud on the bench. Don't worry. Uh, the guy who scored no goals in the World yeah, Cup. Well, Wait till those two guys get fucking injured in the first four games. Yeah. Yeah. Their combined age yeah. of their strikers is over a hundred. Yo, yeah. seriously. I would, I would I would say this though, guys, with Inter winning the Scudetto, nothing <laughs> hurts AC Milan fans more than yeah. knowing that now they have to somehow have like they have to win something soon. 
Because right. that's going to stay on top of them for forever as long as it can be. But I don't think it's going to happen at any time soon. Anyways, yeah, you can find me at jmancini8. Uh, I, I'm done. I am fucking done, man. I am so fucking done. Um, you, you know where you can find me. Walk, I, Jerry, Jerry, come walk on. off the screen. Walk off the screen, Jerry. Love Worst you. coach in the top seven. It is what it is. <laughs> so yeah make, make sure you follow everybody on the panel you guys can follow me at alex dono uh, you can check uh, of course in addition to everything we do here on the calcio connection i figure if you're here you probably know how to find us here on this on this particular network you can find me doing a lot of work on the five reasons sports network uh we're launching a new uh daily show uh it's going to be a lot of south florida stuff but a lot of national international stuff as well on the five reasons YouTube Manny works with me there. So he does a tremendous job. So we will catch you guys again on the next episode of the Calcio connection podcast. Ciao.